Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Tonight, we will be talking about deep underground military bases. There are several well-known bases, Cheyenne Mountain Complex, Raven Rock Mountain Complex, and Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center that a lot of people know about. Uh, but there are, there are several in North Carolina that a lot of people, they don't know about. And that's why um, we, we were lucky enough to have Mary A. Joyce joining us. She's the author of Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains. And this, this book, she covers several locations that m many people don't even know about. And these locations all throughout the U.S. have the ability to control equipment, troops, weapons. And while these, these bases, like I said, are hidden, they have fully capable of running everything in the military. And this one, this is the thing that like I said, I've had a real interest in this ever since we've done our episode on Denver Airport. We also talked about Cheyenne Mountain a little bit, but this one is looking forward to it. So author, editor, and show contributor Mary A. Joyce is next. Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. My name's Craig, along with Austin and Chris. Past to a new generation of Americans born in this century. this time i'm going to bring on mary joyce program how are you tonight i'm doing real well it's a pleasure to be with you well thank you very much and i'm going to be flying solo tonight um austin had to he's working kind of a graveyard shift right now so he's he's currently napping and chris is until i think about january he's got track practice so he usually misses the first show so this one but what we said we will be talking about her book Underground military bases hidden in North Carolina mountains. And I said it's this one. I just got this from. I just got this off Amazon. I said it's. I said for anybody, tons of pictures, tons of pictures. It's not just. It shows maps, and that's one of the. That's one of the ones that we'll get into. It's. I think in one I know specifically that you really want to talk about was the one in. Was it the. Was it it's the one the Smoky that's underneath the Smoky Mountain National Park. Smoky Mountains National Park. That's what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. Wanted to make There's sure. There's a couple Couple reasons I thought that would be a good one. First of, everybody in the country probably knows where the Smoky Mountain National Park is. That's number one. Um, 
And two, we were having witnesses seeing the building of that one. So that's really the newest of the five that I've written about in the book. And so we were seeing evidence of it being constructed. You usually don't get that opportunity. And before we get too far into it, you are the editor of skyshipsovercashiers.com. And this is a place that people can go. They can get tons of information on everything from UFO sightings to Bigfoot. Um, and they can also get more information upon of yourself and everything from, like I said, witness testimonies, um, insider testimonies. Uh, he said lots of information on this site. And it's it, you updated it, I think, it was just yeah today. Uh, yeah, it says last right update. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I said so it's regularly updated. I haven't even sent out the notices yet. I usually send them out to people. Um, but you might want to click on something in the right-hand column because you'll see once again that even though this is like an index on the homepage, it's full of pictures just like the book. And so and click on anything on the right-hand side. On the right-hand side. Oh, on the right-hand side. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Now, the one you just hit at the very top, that's the one that just got posted, one of them that just got posted today. And what was remarkable is that um, a gal who monitors the International Space Station catches these incredible things. And there was something that looked like our moon that was between the space station and the Earth, which is totally impossible because um, yeah. the moon, it's, you know, it just wouldn't fit. And you know, it's some kind of a phantom uh, moon that's been created either by a ET ship or um, we have some advanced uh, hologram technology with the government and they could have been projecting a hologram. Um, but that's a hologram of the moon that appeared between the space station and Earth, which, like I said, is impossible. Wow, that's 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 incredible. Yeah, that's so there's yeah, I mean, you've got just tons of, you know, I mean, just anything for just, like I said, people, you can just go through, you can spend quite a while just looking through all the information. So definitely everybody, everybody needs to, everybody needs to definitely check out that website and, you know, just please, you know, let her know you saw her here, you know, just go. And I think if I remember right, there is a place for, um, that you can get, where do you go to, is there a subscription part? I'm trying to remember if that, where that was you can, Well, I, where it's editor's corner. Uh, you can send me your uh, email address and I can include okay. you on our not notification. Awesome. So there we Yep. Do that. So welcome everybody to the show, by the way, that's a, uh, in here we can, we'll put ourselves in a massive loop if I don't watch that. Like I said, yeah, so it's going to be flying solo. So there's going to be a little ish, if be on me answering a lot of the comments. So it just, like I said, it's, oh, it'll be more just me saying hi to everybody that, since I'm just flying solo, but let's get right into it. So, the, I mean, I can bring up a couple of pictures that I have um, too, because when we went into like deep underground military bases, we said most people know about the Cheyenne Mountain complexes. They know they know about. I brought up one. Um, a lot of people. I'm not sure if they know. A lot of people know the name of it, the Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center. Um, I included that in the promo picture, but that's that's the government you know, emergency shelter where it, the entire, it has levels. And I think at the very bottom, I believe is where the functional, you know, remote oval office is there right. at the bottom of that facility. So and we these can survive. are, so somebody can survive if somebody drops a bomb or something. Yeah. And 
for a lot of people that say, well, these, you know, I've had a lot, few people when you talk about these, they're like, no, they don't have, I'm like, no, these are literal places that here, just the thing that's not known is one is a, just how many levels, how big the levels are, because some of these things are national secrets. They don't, they don't disclose this, but one of the things that, and I'm sure you know, it's the tunneling is incredible that they've done to make these system. They have a tunnel um, connecting system between these facilities, or at least some of them. Yeah, they, and I'm, like I said, I'm going to try to get some of those pictures, but yeah, it's like you get these underground, these underground tunnels. Uh, There's one, I'm, Maybe you maybe you know exactly where it's at. There's one that's rumored to be big enough for a 747 to taxi. You mean the tunnel itself? Yeah, the tunnel itself. I do not know. I know that trucks drive through a lot of them, and there's room on each side of a big semi, but I don't know about the comparison with the plane. And I'm not an yeah. expert on underground facilities. I have focused on these in North Carolina because people didn't know about them. Uh, if they did, I wouldn't have written the book. I wrote it because it just wasn't common knowledge at all. We know about the ones out in the West, Dulce and underneath the Denver airport and Cheyenne, uh, but nobody Mm -hmm. for the most part knows about the ones here in North Carolina. So let's, let's just start there. I don't believe Um, in writing a book unless you have something new to say. Well, that's, 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 you know, that's one of those things, especially because you do, it's like, why rehash the same information over and over again? It's like it, when, right. yeah, I mean, if, if we want, we can even just start um, for there. Which one do you want to start? Which one do you want to start with yourself? I mean, I, I'd like rather start with the um, one under the Smoky Mountain National Park. Yeah. So, so let's go, let's start there. And that's um, for anybody that's and I was online. Really, people. really, really fortunate. Uh, the first man who let me know about this, I had already known him for several years uh, and had every reason to find him uh, to be very credible. So when he told me what was going on uh, in the Cherokee area, um, you know, he, he just proved to be a wonderful witness. And he and his wife both have military backgrounds, so they know the stuff. And it all started with their curiosity. They were just south of Cherokee, which is near the Smoky Mountain National Park. And there was this truck that had something that looked like a decontamination chamber on the back of it. And he and his wife um, pulled over and they got out and started talking to the driver. Uh, that at the bottom picture there is, if you go this way, that is a decontamination chamber. And this was being hauled uh, and they began to talk to the driver of this vehicle. Um, she said, it was a woman and she said that she was waiting for five other trucks and an escort, and this was the meeting place. Well, the other ones all showed up. They all had United States Air Force uh, tarps over them, and the escort showed up in white uh, SUVs, and the men inside were all in black with guns. And so this couple um, decided they were going to follow this convoy because the uh, first driver said that they were going to a place um, between Tennessee and North Carolina, and then this load would be airlifted to another spot. There appears not to be a direct road to this facility. We can get above it. We've heard the sounds coming from the ground underneath it. Uh, We've seen the planes flying in and out of there, dropping cargo. 
uh, we've seen these great big um, um, cargo planes and they're coming out of the park and the rear gate is still open uh, because they haven't even had time to close it. There's been Osprey, which are those helicopters that, uh, you know, have wings and then they have the double blades and they could actually drop um, uh, cargo, uh, train cargo uh, type packages uh, into the same area. So there was a lot of aerial stuff going on, a lot of grinding, pounding noises coming up from beneath the ground. Um, and this went on for a couple of years. They um, closed one of the roads, it's called Hintugi Road, and they closed that for two years. Uh, they said it was because there was a washout which simply wasn't true, but that was their excuse. Um, yeah, is, that that, is that the bridge right there? Is that the uh, one you're talking about? That's where it got closed. They got that far. They went beyond that sign. The sign came down, and then nobody could go any further. But that convoy went up that road, and that's uh, through a campground that's uh, between the... For anybody that's curious, that's the Ospreys that she's talking about right there. Right. And you can see yep. there's a Jeep dangling on one of those. Yep, um, right here by me. Right. Yep. Well, I'm glad you got the book in time for the show. That's wonderful. I, I know it's it's not as I was going through it. It's it's definitely and that's because that's one of the things that's always been we talked about prior to the sh show start too is the logistics of where does all this material go to, and that's where some of the ones like Dulce Base, some of these ones that are there. I this with the tunneling that people that there there is some of these tunnels. I mean these aren't. These aren't rumors. There are some of these tunnels, but these ones, I'm wondering if that's just, if they're not transporting this material through that to another location coming out. And that's why you don't see these like remote. Cause like Dulce Bay, if you drive around there, you would, you don't see anything. You see a bunch of just dirt roads, cattle fences. You wouldn't know that there's a military, you know, that there's an installation somewhere in there. Same way with these ones. Like you're talking about the Smoky Mountains. You look at that bridge, you're like, oh, it's just an abandoned bridge. Well, yeah, just on the other side of that thing, you know, you go walking around, you're pretty soon going to find out that there is somebody there. Uh, people who've gone around that area in like ATVs uh, have been stopped by supposedly park rangers who just happen to be carrying uh, machine guns. So, I mean, that's not a normal type of thing. Yeah, it's um, not usually issued to your, your typical, no, no. you know, park ranger. One of the stories that I like is there were two guys who worked at the fish hatchery in Cherokee. Now, mind you, Cherokee and the National Park all come together. They share borders. Um, and the water flowing into the uh, fish hatchery was drying up. And so these two guys took the, it's like a narrow jeep path along the, uh, the river, and they took that up the mountain to find out what was blocking the flow of water. And when they got to the very top, there's a reservoir up there. Well, this reservoir was totally dry. They had Somebody had installed a 50,000-gallon water tank, and there were pipes going um, from that water tank down into the ground. And, yeah, that's a 50,000-gallon uh, tank. And that was just buried in this reservoir. So the reservoir has always been filled with water. So clearly it was they were stealing the water that was going into the fish hatchery and it was being pumped underground to that facility. So we found all sorts of different kinds of witnesses um, that, you know, when you weave it all together, you go, oh my goodness, this just has to be the truth. Well, they, finally, they got fired. Oh, Once yeah. Once revealed, they, they were fired. 
right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, for some administrative, you know, thing, like they probably didn't do the paperwork correctly. You know, it's just, it was some real bogus thing that they, you know, turned up to get, get rid of them. But that, yeah, that's, that's one of those things because you see in some of these facilities that there's definitely, I mean, we're talking the NSA's data storage facility. You know, they, they put that over in Utah under the guys that, that for the plentiful water is why they put it there. You know, no, nobody builds anything in Utah because they've got a bun, abundant water resources. No, no. It's because yeah. it's so remote, can't get to it. Same way with like this tributary. It's like, most people, unless you're just a local fisherman, you're not going up. That's not a heavy traffic road, so it's not going to be noticed right right away. It's going to be somebody going like that. It's like, wait a minute, this used to be a m massive, you know, you know, body of water. Where'd it go? Well, it's like you said, the people that start talking about it suddenly start, you know, start not talking about it because something's happened to them. Right. There's another facility, uh, and it may be the oldest one here in the mountains. I. I that's my inclination because it, it's a, a facility that's six stories deep into the ground. It used to be um, a Department of Defense tracking station for, you know, uh, during our Cold War. Um, and we had written up about that. And after I'd written about it, uh, I was contacted by somebody who lives in the area. And they said that there was activity going on there again. And it, we refer to this place as... Perry. It's the Pisca Astronomical Research Institute. And so we just call it P-A-R-I. Uh, it's known that way all over this area. And they pass it off as an astronomical research institute, but it's six stories deep. Uh, and I've had people with top uh, security clearance confirm that. Um, it's totally self-sufficient. And the reason I'm bringing it up, it has to do with uh, the uh, use of the, the dirt that's dug up. I was actually able to use Google after I talked to this person and I could see where they were moving dirt that they were digging another, another hole and they would spread it out over the hills real thinly. So it wouldn't be a pile someplace. It would just be evenly spread. So, so that's one way, that's one way it can be hidden. And that, that could definitely be that one where you're, you know, you're talking about where it's the, you know, we just mentioned a little bit ago where all of a sudden it's like, this is what's happening to the material because you have a picture of there is some, the mining equipment that, sir, that can dig, you know, miles a day. So this That's isn't, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think you said, um, suddenly there's like seven miles in one day. Yeah. And it's a tunnel boring machine. Um, and I have a picture of it in the book somewhere and it's bigger than a train. And it's, it's round and it just bores through like this. I, most people tend to think it melts the, the uh, uh, stone and the stone then becomes a casing for the transportation vehicle. Well, that, that would also, you know, account for not seeing large piles of material. Right, if you can melt it. So that's yeah, another if you could, Yeah, if you could fuse it to the point. And I'm trying to find, I know I saw the picture. I'm just trying to find it. To show people, but yeah, that's there. It is. Thank you, Oscar. Now you'll see people uh, on the right-hand side. That gives you an idea of how big this thing is. So easily, trucks could drive through. Easily through that. Easily. Yeah, that's and uh, 
we, we're very confident that there is one of these tunnels that connects this Perry Center that I just mentioned to you and the Smoky Mountain one. Um, some of the evidence came through with people who just lived on the land where the digging was going on beneath their homes. And so for X amount of time, they would hear the grinding, they would hear the uh, vibrations, they would feel it. And it would only last, you know, for X amount of time. And then as soon as that hole was done, um, that was the end of the noise and the vibrations. But uh, all along the path, we had different uh, people reporting those kind of sounds as this progressed. Yeah, and this, this is one of the uh, kind of this thing. This is one of the images that I wanted to bring up. Like this is one I've seen for a while. And this is some of the reported, you know, tunneling that's been done. And as you see, it's just right here. This this is definitely shows that there's, you know, these ones are speculated, and you know. And the ones I'm talking about, go back to where you were. The ones I'm talking about are to the left of that, so there's no indication of it at all, unless it's that one round circle that you just pointed to. Some, yeah, possibly, yeah. And that these these are the different facilities and the tunneling, you know. So it's not an. It's not even under the, you know, I'm sure there's tunnels that go here to the Washington, D.C. area. Without a but doubt. It, but it wouldn't be within a realm of possibilities. Just you get on this thing and boom, you know, you're completely under underground transportation. So it's, because that's one of the speculations has been, especially at the Denver airport, is that it's connected to Cheyenne Mountain. So people yeah. fly in in a private, you know, in non, you know, just a nondescript plane, get in the private hangar, they're taken below there and you never see them. And so people are, you know, back and forth and you'd never know that they were even there. I, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. And it's one of those, it's like you and me as we're driving down, you know, we're not going to notice if you see vehicles all the time, you know, it's not going to be out of order. And, you know, we go to the airport, you see vehicles whipping around the airport all the time. You don't think anything of it you see a convoy of black vehicles, you know, it draws your attention. And so what a better way than just have just a normal airport traffic. Let, just... me let me tie this together uh, in another way. Mm -hmm. There are just Masonic uh, symbols and um, I'll just say Masonic symbols and messages in the Denver airport. That's been played up a lot. It's common knowledge for the most part. Here where we are with this um, facility on the eastern part of the Smoky Mountain National Park, there is a monument to the um, Masonic Monument. It, so it's essentially right on top of where this facility has been built. Go figure. Well, yeah, it's, there's one of the two. There's a guy during when they were when they were first opening it. He he was back he was back in kind of the the non-public area, and he said it's some of the most ornate. Art, artwork and design work in these things. So why would that have been done that way if it wasn't? And it's bizarre. It's not yeah. ornate. It's bizarre. So yeah, I don't know if it's still there or not. I I certainly saw the pictures of it in the beginning. Yeah, I know one of the murals. I think the one with uh, the SS, you know, like Nazi, like you know, ones. Some of those murals have been taken up. I think they're supposed to be reinstalled. But there's just some so many different things that just just the combination of them you know and that's the wonderful thing about you know it's just it leads the mind to wander you know oh, it's just yeah. what you know 
what these are about. And yeah, that's, so what do you, what do you feel like the one you just talked about, you know, that astronomical one, what would be the purpose of having underground levels for an astronomical thing? Because it's like, if, if your whole purpose is studying the sky, I mean, what's there to hide? The astronomical thing, oh, true, but that came later. Yeah, that's with the Department of Defense, and then it kind of came out, and people in the area knew about it. And so that was then, the cover. And now they have it's a public uh, astronomical place where you know supposedly kids and college students can go, anybody can go there, but you can't go there just anytime you want. You know, sometimes the gate is locked, and there's somebody who looks like they're in some kind of military garb guarding the gate. Other times it's totally wide open and it's, you know, like you would expect it to be. So there's still bizarre things that go on there. Yeah. And that's because that one for me, it's just, you know, just, it sounds like I said that put the satellite dishes there as would be a great cover for why all these levels are there. And, and that's the, yeah, it, I'm, you know, because you're looking at the, and you have several pictures of what looks like, you know, UFO, UFO unidentified craft flying let me around. Tell you, let, let me tell you who took those pictures, if my memory serving me right. We had, I got to know two um, men who were, they were retired from the Air Force, but they weren't old guys. They just did their regular tenure. And they were exploring that whole area. Um, and they were very convinced that there was a tunnel that connected Washington, D.C., up the Appalachians to this Perry facility. And they spent quite a bit of time, and that's one of the pictures they got where there was a UFO um, in that same area as the Pisgah Astronomical Research Institute. Now, are those the ones that go by the, uh, the squad? Do you know them? No, I just that was I was re as I was reading through the oh, book. Oh, that's, oh, 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 that's what yeah. I said. Is that who it was that brought yeah, was the squad? Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it's it seems like I, you know I need to reach out and you know and you know try to talk to it because it seems like they've got some really interesting stuff too. I mean they've I just, it's one of those pictures. I mean now has there with those ones when they took them was that during like some of the the noises. Like the right. booming that they appeared, or was that something like that? These pictures right. were taken like after these that. Are two, these are two different facilities. The one at the Smoky Mountain National Park is the new one where there was all this sound and evidence of building. The Perry facility is probably the oldest one, and it existed before um, as a uh, Department of Defense facility, just monitoring satellites. That's what it initially was for. Um, it's expanded since then. One of the people who um, gave me information uh, was um, had top secret information, said that that facility had the ability, I'm talking Perry now, to um, actually wipe out memories and to do some other strange things there. And that may be the, the most bizarre place. For example, there was a, a man who, as a young man, had worked at one of the Christmas tree farms and the people at the um, Christmas tree farm had seen animals in cages being carried into this facility. Um, another time I tracked a, a, a via military vehicle through town and it was uh, it ended up at this facility and 
um, it had something on its sticker. I cannot recall it right now. I think it's in the book um, that had to do with psychological studies that would be used for like psychological warfare. Um, but like I said, this one person told me they had the ability to wipe out um, human memory. My own experience, uh, two different times I went there with other people in the car. And the closer we got to the facility, our brains, our minds started to feel really weird. And it's like, let me out of here. Um, it's like you didn't want to go any further. And I call it people repellent. And I think they actually use electromagnetic um, um, impulses or pulses to uh, keep people at bay. The same thing was experienced by another former military person who went to explore the Smoky Mountain facility. And as she was driving up the mountain, it was a beautiful, clear day. The birds were singing. Everything was nice. The closer she got to the facility, everything got quiet. There were no bird singings. There were singing. There was no uh, indication of any kind of animal life. And she said she began to get a really bad headache. Uh, when she finally went down the mountain, the headache disappeared. So um, the electromagnetic, electromagnetic pulsing, I think, can be used as a deterrent to keep to keep people away. I think I found that ta that tag you're talking about, where it was the U.S. Army Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations Command. Thank you. I couldn't remember that for the life of me. Yep, that was on page nine. Yeah, and again, I just happened on that one. Uh, somebody pulled into a, a drugstore and I was at next door and the uh, ID on the vehicle were just so weird. I checked it out. Yeah. And that's, you know, what's the thing that seems to be a common theme too, because I want to say like the heart facility up in Alaska is the same way where it's just, it's like there is not a lot of animal life around these locations. Right. Which they like that energy. Which is, should be just a, a glaring red flag for everybody. It's like if, if birds aren't are saying, I'm not even going there, that should, should be a pretty well sign that there is a problem. But, you know, there's always cover-up. Um, for a number of, I think for a couple of years, I was able to post things about, I called them the heart maps. Um, mm -hmm. And you could correlate it. We would see the uh, heart map just blast into the white zone just before a major storm would hit. It's like they were creating weather and we could see it on on the screen. And I, I apparently reported that too often because you can't even get a harp map anymore. And that's, yeah, because I, I hadn't even heard about that until you just said that. And that's why I was just sitting there clicking over here. I was looking at it and, say, and that's because I've always heard that rumor, you know, just that, you know, you could, you could get these storms. Like we've, we've done one on the, the large colliders where it makes wet, you know, you have massive lightning storms while these things are occurring right. around here. So it, it goes that there would be something that would definitely have this, you know, type of interaction, but one of those, like I said, but you have, you've seen these maps and that's pretty, that's pretty compelling too. It's like, if you've got this thing where all of a sudden it's popping up and it's, you correlate, it's like, it's on, this is happening at the same right. time. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, if you find that interesting, I'll, I'll go through my uh, uh, website and find the year where we were still able to get some of that because it really did appear before major storms. 
Yeah, further evidence too is like for people that you know when you have doubters about whether or not there's actually these structures. I mean, we go back in history. Nazi Germany was huge into underground facilities. Absolutely. They they built like crazy with these things, and then we bring all these scientists over Operation Paperclip. You know, so it only goes to stand that this technology came with them. You know, yes. and we and we embrace. That's why we wanted it. them. That's why we wanted yep. them. We wanted to get them before anybody else got them. And so you you know, you know, von Bern, you know, he goes to NASA. You know, so you know, there's just as brilliant of a mind that's going in other you know locations. And so this is this is definitely something to to this. And I mean, as like you're the first one, like we talked about the Smoky Mountains. What is a th the main theory that is going on at this location? You know, I don't know what they're doing. It's kind of obvious that they're they're doing some strange things at the Perry Center. Um, it it just may be a military base. I do not I I do not know that we've never none of us have been able to talk to anybody who's actually been inside this facility. We've been all around it, on top of it. We've seen the drops, all of that, but nobody has spoken up from the inside. And that's, you know, Which for anybody that... With Perry, we had two people uh, from the inside speak up. And for anybody that doubt, you know, it's like, well, you know, that means there's probably nothing going on there. Um, Cheyenne Mountain is, is definitely, you know, a thing. And we don't have a lot of people talking about what goes on behind those massive doors. So... It's they've got some they've got something on people to ensure that they don't talk. Okay, let me give you something else then, because yeah. this there is a facility beneath Grandfather Mountain, which is also here in North Carolina, and again, a military person uh, was able to um, take his group or his troops or whatever on a, a practice run um, around this mountain, and in the process, they saw uh, a huge like a garage warehouse door open up and the mountain, the door looked like the mountain. So when it was shut, you couldn't tell it was there. And when it opened up, um, United Nations soldiers came out of it. So it sounds like the tech, like the tech that they, um, how they use the site S4 in Nevada that reported like Bob Lazar talked about where they, they have that same thing. It's like a doorway that opens up, but when it's closed, it looks just like the mountainside. Right, and that's true of uh, Area Fifty One too. Is that what so, you meant? Yeah, so and that's that would be something because I know I've, everybody has probably seen those photos of those convoy, the trains. They're just you know car, you know boxcar after boxcar just loaded with NATO, you know. So so wouldn't that be something that if if this is actually like a staging point? Um, I think it's very interesting. Uh, like the park technically is not owned by the United States anymore. It is own, It is a world, what do they call it? I'm going blank tonight. Uh, the, the world's, um, oh, anyhow, it's owned beyond our country. And so that is why the UN and some of these troops from like Poland or Germany have access to practice here in our mountains. And hunters and people hiking or on uh, ATVs have uh, have seen these foreign troops. I learned about that before I ever learned about the under, underground facilities. So 
And I, that's the, that's the thing is I have, I have never actually, I'm, I'm really fascinated because I'd never heard this before. And that's, it, you know, to me, this is all new and that's, I'm, this is awesome. I mean, it's not awesome that this happened, but it's just awesome to learning about this. Yeah. And it, what I've done is my writing style is very condensed and to the point because I don't think most people have enough time to really sit and go through lots of gray matter. And so the book, as you've shown, has lots of photos, lots of maps, and I write in a condensed fashion. Um, so it's not a big chore to read the book. And that doesn't mean it's not packed with information because it is. Yeah, no, it's, it was, it was a blessing. I got this today and I was, it said, I would just started reading as much as I could. I got through about, you know, 18 to 20 pages before, you know, I had to, I had to break to come up for the show time. And that was, like I said, it, but it's fa fascinating book. It's like I said, it's really, really interesting that I've read so far. And I'm trying to find that photo so I could show people of those because everybody's seen the long train lines are just loaded with, th that's always been told it's just, you know, we're just moving stuff for war gaming. Right. But it's it's pretty amazing when you actually see NATO, you know, ablazoned on the side of something. And it's like, that shouldn't be over here. Right. And it is. Yeah. And it's, and that's, to me, that's one uh, I'm going to really definitely, and what was the name of that facility again? Because I, I want to look into that. Which one? The one under the uh, Grandfather Mountain? Yeah, it's like under it Grandfather Mountain. It doesn't have a name. It's, it's under Grandfather Mountain. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to write that um, down so that way I can check that one out because that one is really... Yes, yeah, that... And... Now, so, I mean, that would make sense to have these facilities connected, too, with the tunneling. Because then you would have. By the way, it's it's Mount Mitchell is how. Mount it's Mitchell. Yeah. I appreciate that. So Mount Mitchell. Um, look into that. Yeah. So that. In. Has there been, any sighting like from the squad? Have they had any sightings around that mountain as well? That they. We're talking about UFO sightings now. Mm -hmm. Um, we've had UFO sightings all over these mountains. Uh, there's been a whole lot of them around the ferry facility. In fact, there is a lake that's just to the west of the facility. And there, ha I have not seen this, but I've had witnesses tell me they've seen UFOs go in, you know, disappear into that lake. It implies there's an underground entrance that way. And that's, and then I, as we we're talking about, there's a thing, it's on page 45 about Mount Mitchell in your book there. So it's, people that are looking here so yeah that's a uh, yeah that's yeah because that, that was one of those it's fascinating i'm just trying to think is it, does it seem to be that they're connected to these bases or are they obs do, do they feel like it's just a ufo observation like they're actually just being because we've always seen the ones where like a nuclear test you've had the ufo sightings around the as we're doing the tests Right. So are they observing these locations or are they actually, are they actually based there? Kind of like S4 area 51. Uh, I really do not know. Um, I know it's very common for UFOs to be seen over these facilities. So that's a given what they're doing. I can't say for sure. It, they could just be monitoring it. Um, when I lived in Florida, 
We often saw uh, UFOs like around nuclear facilities and around military bases. And so they simply may have been keeping an eye on us because I'm not sure we're trustworthy. Yeah, I know Austin, they um, I can't, I'm, the name of the area is going to fail me, but they saw one over here when he was growing up. It something, something landed, crashed in this field. In they went back in NASA and had it shut down and scrubbed. And now it's a part, you know, now it's been built over yeah. the site. But it was one they had that too. And that there's been definitely some people that have seen some stuff here that I know of. And so, um, cause we're all, we're based here in central Florida ourselves. So where are you? Oh, I'm, we're right outside the town of winter garden. Okay. I know where it is. Yeah. yeah so I worked, years and years ago, I worked for the Orlando Sentinel. I also ah. worked for um, Brevard community college, which has changed its name now. Um, but it was over by the space center. <laughs> so I was, I lived on the beach between uh, Patrick air force base and the, um, Cape Canaveral or Kennedy Space Center. And um, so I saw a lot of things there. Got to know um, Clark McClellan, who was an astronaut, and um, he was a friend of um, um, I guess you get me when I'm tired at night. I can't remember anything. Oh, I know, um, I know. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, I, I, that's where I really began to get interested in this stuff, because I would see the UFOs. I would see them um, during the launches, you would sometimes see them. Um, so yeah, there was a lot going on. That was, that was where I, I learned a lot. Oh, who, oh. Yeah, I had myself muted here. Coming. Sorry, there was some noise on my side and I had, it was, it was bleeding over onto the thing here. But I as, just uh, see a sign on uh, a question that says, are, are these bases related to the Green Briar bunker? Um, I think that's so outdated now that you can get a tour through the place. But at one time, it was state-of-the-art uh, place for uh, people in D.C. to um, escape to if they needed to. I know Mark, he had a couple of one of those things, too. And that's because there's there's been one of those things. And it's like for me... You know, I'm just local. You know, is there? A, do you think feel like local law enforcement is kept in the know, or do you think that they are basically? No, I, I personally haven't seen a great deal of um, uh, even interest from people around here who are in the military. I mean, in the police, I don't really think they do. And that's what I was wondering because you always have that thing. It's like I wonder if it's just because they've been told, you know under no circumstances, you know, when you see these vehicles roll by, just let them keep rolling. Don't, you know, it doesn't matter. I think it could be that simple. Yeah. Cause you know, when you're some small town share, you know, sheriff, you know, small town police chief, you know, you're really not going to want to stand up to, you know, a convoy instead of guys wearing black that come out, you know, automatic weapons telling you no. exactly why you shouldn't have pulled us over. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I really don't think for the most part that they know what's going on. I know it's one of shows. I, I don't know. Have you watched stranger things? I have not. Oh, you got to watch that. That's, that's one of those. It's because it's makes your mind what like everything from Stargate and stranger things is one where it's scientific experiments. They're trying to drill into another dimension. Mm. 
And so, you know, you see some of these bases and you, you know, just your mind goes through. It's like, what are they doing down there on level five, level six, you know, that you're not supposed to, you know, cause that's that one picture. I mean, if that doesn't just depict like what you would picture, like out of a movie, this abandoned road with the barricades that, you know, it says, you know, bridge out. Well, then you go there and you find out that the bridge is in fact not out. And when you get over there, there's a couple of guy park park rangers telling you why you shouldn't be in this part of the park. Right. And my understanding is that a lot of the park rangers have been told that if they see anything unusual, they're not supposed to talk about it, not supposed to acknowledge it. Um, and if, if they're asked just to say they haven't seen anything unusual. You know, I get to, I get a kick out of the way things are covered up. And let me give you another example that makes me kind of chuckle. Oh, yeah, go. They have made the park a no-fly zone now, the smoke, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And the reason is because they are reinstituting uh, the elk into the park, and they don't want the elk to be frightened. All right, that's their excuse. What's really funny is the main road that goes between North Carolina and Tennessee um, is very active, lots of traffic, and right next to the um, visitor center, it's called the Konolovki Visitor Center, you see elk there all the time, and the people get out of their cars, and they take the pictures, and the elk don't have any problem with the noise. They don't have any problem with the people. They don't have any problem with any of it. So it's just a bogus excuse. Oh yeah, that's that's just bogus, and it's so stupid. You just go, come on, give me a break. And then they say the road was closed for two years because there was a washout. Well, there was no signs of any kind of flooding or, you know, downpour or anything. But that was the excuse. They can just make stuff up, and most people apparently will just accept it without questioning. And we can't do that anymore. Yeah, when that that's well, that's just it. It's just it's, you know, it, I even me. It's you know, a lot of times in the woods, you know, I'm used to the, I'm used to the type of thing where you'll go through there and you'll see a sign, you know, road, road out, you know, just something, because you know, it's just some okay, it's not maintained, so you know, you just you find another way, but you don't think about the fact that, like some of these ones, it's like where you yourself, you put this information together and then you're like. Yeah, I remember seeing that road close sign and I couldn't figure out why. And now it makes sense, you know, and, and you put it together why, you know, Bob was telling you about the three trucks he just saw rolling up the road, you know, and he's like, what What were they doing? I'm like, I don't know. They went up the road and I never saw him again. Right. And that there's been a lot of reports like that. And that's, is there, yeah, on your site, have you compiled a lot of those too? Like those those eyewitness testimonies for this because um, I didn't see a lot in the book, you know, when I skimmed through that part. Compiled what? Like that, them, these testimonies, like, you know, cause I, is that on your site? It's, where some it's, of these... mo it's mostly in the book. I I've done some articles that are scattered around, but because they're scattered, it's, uh, you know, hard for people to find it. And so that's why I did the book. Yeah. Cause but yeah, this, you can pick this up. Everybody, like I said, the one we're talking about, underground military bases hidden in North Carolina mountains. You can pick. It's easy to get on Amazon. I clicked it, and like I said, I got it three days later, delivered right to me. So I was, it was really surprised. And and this yeah. show is being brought to you by Amazon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just my, but yeah, there was. I, 
There's one other one I was just I was really wanting to get um I was talking to. I don't know if we touched on it yet. It was the the chimney rock. Okay. The sugar loaf. Um first time I went there, um I it's this little it was a little gra uh, gravel road with lots of hairpins. And when you get up to the top of uh, Sugarloaf Mountain, yeah, there's um, there's only just a couple houses. And I got to know one of the people who lives up there. And um, just beyond where the, I think it's about six houses, there's something that what you just flashed is actually looks <laughs> just like a um, that right there. That's the road to it. This right, I'm pointing like they can see, that um, thing in the middle that's... Bigger, there. Right, there. It, that looks exactly like a nuclear um, base, silo. a nuclear silo. And uh, the woman that's up there, she said one night, there were all these lights and stuff at the top of the mountain, and they dropped heavy equipment on the top of the mountain. And when they went back, she and her husband would go across the the fence and check things out it had all been resodded so they had done something during the night and then they had put sod all over it um all different kinds of trucks will go up there and they will go in shifts they'll go up there and they'll drop people off and maybe three days later those people will come back down the mountain so there's some kind of a shift thing going on underneath the ground there um that was my first experience just going up this unbelievably remote road um, but since then it has been widened uh, major electrical poles have been put in the kind that are that you would have for a stadium with the cement poles rather than the old electric you know electrical poles um, it the, the uh, cables that were put in there were enough to light a city and so with only six people at the top of the mountain um, that power was certainly being brought up there for some other reasons yeah because uh, obviously that's not that's not something that's not that normal even, that's no. not normal looking at all and that's yeah and it is i mean if that's not like a typical you know cover-up thing for military when you do something it's like that doesn't stick out the fact that once we have dirt now all of a sudden you come up there and it's brand new sod i'm surprised they didn't put a playground set <laughs> over there and call it you know it's like hey we were building a park I was interviewing this woman in her house and we were in the dining room and we could look out to the road through the window from where I was seated. And there was one of these uh, unmarked uh, vehicles that came by real slowly and stopped where her house was. It went up a little ways, came back, turned around and stopped again. It's almost like they knew I was interviewing her about what was going on up there. It just felt, it felt really weird. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is too is it's in a way it, isn't it kind of like a double edged sword? In a way, it is kind of, it it kind of feeds your ego that you you know that you're on the radar, but at the same time, it's also creepy the fact that you know you're on the radar and that they're actually keeping keeping tabs um, on you. Yeah, well, I know that for a fact now because I use Google Earth to explore Mars and Antarctica and underneath the ocean and many many times once i post something like that it suddenly gets blurred ah so over and over again and and one of the times it happened before i even posted it on the website i'm going okay they must be watching it right right from when i'm doing it 
So as you're searching, you you've got a screen capture as soon as you see as soon as you see something. As soon in. as I see something, because you may not see it like that ever again. Wow. But well, I I'm, encourage people to use Google. It's a great tool if you can get past this um, um, blurring process that they go through. I have found um, stuff on Mars uh, that clearly looked like contemporary um, space stations. Found one in the northern hemisphere, one in the southern hemisphere. The smaller one is roughly 600 feet long. The larger one is over 1,000 feet long. These are not old things. These are things that are contemporary now. I've gotten pictures of UFOs that have landed on Mars. They're quite big. Um, these are all, I mean, this I've done with, with Google. So I encourage people to use Google Earth and <clears throat> do their own exploring. Yeah, Three, I'm wondering. Now, this won't excite you, which is a little me, I guess. We have found cities, ancient cities, that are emerging from the melting ice in Antarctica. Anything emerging from the ice in Antarctica is over 34 million years old. That's that's exciting to me. Absolutely. Oh, it, it is. You know? And it some is. of those are getting some of those are getting blurred out too after we get the screenshot. Was well, you know without getting in the whole political sphere thing here about global warming and climate change. And stuff, I'm one of the things like the melting ice, it's like this shows that it one that this is a cycle because we have it's uncovering settlements right. that are under the ice right. and we know unless there's some massive you know geo you know shake up where the continents flew to the other side of the globe you know in an instant and flash froze there's no way that this settlement was able to be in case you know with in a short amount of time. I mean, this would have to be, these went way back. So we're finding farmland in Greenland. And like you said, when you're finding structures in Antarctica, I'm, I'm absolutely fat, fascinated with, with that as well, because we know the Nazis had a huge fascination with their. Now that these things that we are finding are the results of surface civilizations. The Nazis built way deep in like old volcanic uh, tubes and things of that, you know, caves and things like that. And believe it or not, there are more volcanoes off the western part of Antarctica than any place in the world. And so, yeah, the, isn't that you wouldn't I think know, that you just wouldn't expect that in a million years? Yeah, because I've wondered if if the Nazis didn't stumble up across something like you said, they found something like an actual, you know, previous civilization, you know, something that was there because they did the you know, Hitler went all in, you know, on mm -hmm. this, you know, get down there, I want to do this, and it wasn't just. You know, most people don't just, I'm going to build a snow fort and go all in on it. So you had to have found something that drove him to, you know, to this was the goal was to get down there. And so I wonder, too, did he find something like according an actual to, art? According to Von Braun, whoops. Oh, you're according here. to Von Braun, um, um, he confirmed that Hitler did have a facility down there. Yeah. And and so that's that's one of those you know was uh, you know high jump you know you know you don't take that kind of that kind of armada and military you know personnel down there for an exploration mission. I mean, who takes four thousand troops and material down there because you're doing exploring? Right. You know they well, were. Exp the the part of the website I think you'll find the most interesting. Um, if you want to pull it, if it's easy, if you can pull mm -hmm. up that page. 
bring it up right now here for everybody to see here. Because we've been really busy this year and uh, go to the homepage. Okay, down there, third from the bottom, it says global links. That's where you're going to find most of these things that uh, I, we've just done a ton of stuff. We found this year, we found a ton of things. There's some of the remnants of the city coming up out of Antarctica. Um, stop, you see that little uh, like crack in the snow there? Mm -hmm. That the, the pictures above it are within that crack. So we have a gal, her name is Mary Hall, and she uh, spends a lot of time really, really searching. I'm not sure I would ever slow down enough to explore that crack, but she did. And those pictures above it are, are some of the things that she found. Wow. That's, yeah, there, there's just some, you know, some definite, you know, structures and stuff that, that are there that just, it's really, you know, really interesting. I think that's one of the ones you're talking about, the Mars. Yeah, that's not as exciting as some of the stuff we found on Mars, but uh, uh, anyhow. Uh, yeah, no, so that's, yeah, that's just, yep, like once again, like I said, for everybody, it just go like to your, your site there, skyshipsovercashiers.com. Go, go real fast, go real fast, and you'll get down to uh, stuff where we found stuff under the ocean, uh, especially off the western coast of California. Well, let's see here. Do we pass it? No, keep going. That stuff on, by the way, those are entrances into Mars. See the orange one with the, I oh, really? found, I, I went differently. I, I tipped the, uh, the planet and went from north to south instead of uh, east to west when I was exploring that. I found 27 of those entrances in a line within 16 miles. And these are huge. They're, you know, I don't remember the, the sizes anymore, but um, they're at least 400 to a, like a thousand feet across in width. And um, yeah, you know, find, nature abhors straight lines. Right, so, but you only find those if you explore from north to south. You won't ever find that out if you go the other direction. And we tend to scan from you know left to right. But that's just one of the things we found. Um, now here's some stuff. I don't know if that's the best example. Keep going. This is stuff we found under the ocean. All right. Well, yeah. these are some of the things right off the coast of California. And they're huge. Yeah, I, I, I've seen this one before. And I think I, yeah, I remember that's the this. First, that's off of Malibu. That's the first one that anybody found. I believe. Yeah, because yeah, it's one of those. I, I think if I remember it, somebody All right, mentioned. Now look at this. No, go back to no, that one right there. That may not look exciting, but that is a footprint for a structure, and it's right off the uh, California coast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the. These are in the water. In case I haven't made that real clear. Yeah, and, and then there's like the, it looks like a grid pattern on this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, and that's the, yeah, no, that's that's. So yeah, once again, like I said, everybody, skyships over at cashiers.com. You go there and check that out as, as well as, once again, amazing plug for Amazon. Go, go there and pick up her book, Underground Military Bases Hidden in North Carolina Mountains, written by Mary A. Joyce. Um, so it's, well, as we're getting closer to the end, um, was, was there anything else that you would like to plug, um, direct people to like for more information about yourself? 
Um, if you've still got the page up there, there's Editor's Corner. If you open up Editor's Corner, uh, you can click on information about my books. And yep. there's a there's a little bit of information about in each one of the books that are, that are in print right now. Bigfoot Beyond the Footprints, the one we're talking about. Cherokee little people were real and tangible evidence of Jesus left behind for us to find. Right. Plus the plus the bio. And like I said, you yeah, you like I said, I def, definitely rec recommend. Um I said in I've read I said I read about twenty pages of it prior to here because I just got the book because I was a little slacker on getting it ordered. I thought and I just I remembered in my it just in a panic ordered it and it got here in time. So I was, I was, man, I was happy. I was happy. I got it here in time. So that way you can actually start reading it before it came on. Well, you're a good skimmer. You were catching a lot of stuff very quickly. So yeah, well, it's, it is, it's, it's like you said, it's, it definitely has a ton of information and it's the way, way you lead it out is actually really, really cool. And it's, like I said, it doesn't, it's not a difficult read at all. It's really well done. So, you know, congrats. Congratulations and job yeah. well done. Thank you, appreciate it. it. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Oh well, thank you. I, I'm just I'm, you know, a little bit fanboying. You know, just like I said, when I, it's like you got people names in the business that have been that is, and it's like oh, it's like you get to talk to them, and it's like really cool because it's stuff that I haven't done before in really learning, and this is one like we, we talked a little get, bit about. We all get bored if we keep doing the same stuff all the time. I'm a coast to coast AM fan. I've heard you on coast to coast AM before. And so that, that's, yeah. So it was, it's one of those people, people like they're like, what's that? And I'm like, no, no, you know, if you listen to this, it's really cool. If I get to talk to people that have been on that show, I've, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's like, it's, it's a red letter day for me. It's, it's the grandfather show. Yeah. It's, yeah. I was, I, I was there from the art bell time to, so it was, yeah, it was, that's definitely, definitely one. So, Everybody, please go um, check check this out. Um, you know, get the book. You know, read into this one as well. You know, support support her in the work they're doing. Um, plus, well, like go to the site Sky Skyships Over Cashiers, and you know, fall subscribe there. You know, get to, get to that way so you can get notified. You know, as stuff's posted on there as well, and and support them. So, but Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Appreciate best, it. Best of luck and, in all you do. Yeah, well, th thank you, and we, we will, we'll definitely be in touch. And like I said, because I definitely we we can touch on the Bigfoot and also little, the Cherokee little people. You know, that's okay. I said that'll definitely come up because like I said it'll give me another book to read too. All righty, all righty. You have a great evening. All right, you too. Thanks uh -huh. again. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right, and this is when we close out the show poorly because I'm not a very good producer for this thing. I usually have somebody else doing this for me, so it's. We everybody this episode was brought to you by threebeardspodcast.com. Go check us out there. You know, you can follow us, go to our gear shop. We can also get to that going through redbubble.com. Um, Three Beards Podcast is there. That's where you can get merchandise for us. Or you can also go to patreon.com. Uh, Three Beards Podcast right there. Uh, become a beardo, support us, help us out with that. Um, you know, it's Everything helps. We really appreciate it. We're still looking for a sponsor. So uh, we are also rebroadcast on pa Patriot Radio and ERRT Radio on Wednesdays. Courtesy Ron there, he puts us on at 11-ish is when we get on there after 
we follow the amazing into the outer realms people, Joey and Tanya. That so they 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 warm up the crowd and then we try not to lose them. So that's the that's that's the goal there. So, but everybody, you know, I want to appreciate everybody for watching. Check us out on all social medias. Um, we're on every, TikTok, in, Instagram, Twitter. Um, if we have an up, if we have an updated, you know, I'll get to it eventually. It's it's one of those, but appreciate you guys supporting us there. Follow us, um, help us out with that as well, and just said, check us out on the social media. But everybody. I just want to thank you for watching. Appreciate it. We will be back next week with another show. Everybody, thanks again. Have a great night.